Hi everybody, we are Matt and Kevin and welcome to Season 2 of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also find us on social media at Believe in OWL and Believe.com. This week, we cover the games at the Fusion homestand, rescheduling for the missing games in China, and talks of an Overwatch cartoon. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to episode two of season two of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast. Welcome to our news section of the week. Hope you've had a great weekend and hope you enjoyed the Overwatch League being back for the second week in a row. How have you been, Kevin? I've been pretty good. Um, I, I got a couple of cool announcements I could talk about. Um, Ooh, hooray. I might as well, I could talk about it right now. I am actually the assistant coach for the B team for my school now. So that's pretty cool. Congrats. Um, I'm going to be helping out with uh, team morale and uh, map awareness. And then I'm specializing with the uh, main and off tanks so that they can learn the little nuances that, that I know and try to implement that into their gameplay um so that's a lot of fun um and yeah that that's what's the the big news so far um we're just waiting on getting the teammates together and ready for their first tournament which i believe is going to be in a couple weeks so they don't really have a lot of time we just have to figure out like what days are best to do the scrimmages and practice and all that stuff so uh it's going to be an interesting uh, an interesting semester for sure um and then also in two weeks on the 29th uh that is a saturday um i will be on the art U esports broadcast for their intramural tournament for overwatch so if you guys want to see me cast that i will be i'll be that at that as well hooray Make your team subscribe to the podcast. Oh yeah, it's uh, I'm gonna put it in the requirements. <laughs> like, that, that better be a requirement. You want to you want to be on the team? You gotta listen to the podcast. No, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna send you a quiz, and if you don't get a, if you don't get more than fifty percent, you sit on the bench the week. <laughs> what was the best joke of the week? Yeah, tell me. <laughs> what should we name this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, well, how about you? That. That's that's really exciting. Yeah, it, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, so yeah. Uh, what about you? I don't think I did anything really. Oh, I got to I got to go see um Cirque du Soleil yesterday because I'm covering um. There's a guy who grew up around the area where I live, and he's now the head of automation for the Volta show. So mm-hmm. since I'm doing a profile on him, they sent me to go watch the show, so I know what I'm talking about when I'm interviewing the guy. Um, and funny thing is, um. So that was yesterday. And then today, uh, the news broke that in Vegas, uh, during, I think it was the Believe show that they do out there, uh, one of the the acrobats fell and they had to cancel the show. And then me and my friend yesterday were like, I wonder what happens when they fall. So now we know. So I think I might have jinxed that show. I'm I'm sorry to that acrobat. And yeah, that's it. I've started playing Bioshock again because it was free on PlayStation. And I forgot how fantastic that series is. Oh yeah, I've been um playing a lot of Overwatch still because I have to get my groove back so I can play with the team. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's been a kind of weird transition for me because I've been playing a lot of Rainbow Six initially. So people are like, "Oh, okay, that that doesn't translate into your tank role at all." And I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, it doesn't." And then they're like, "Oh wait, Kevin, we need a DPS." And I go on Widow and I just start popping off. And they're like, "Well, how did? Uh, when did this happen?" <laughs> I'm like, it translates. I've, I've been playing Siege, man. It's just scopes, scopes and headshots, and they're like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> so they're like, "If if Kevin is on Widow, you actually have to respect it now." And I'm like, "That's <laughs> that's cool." <laughs> Could you take out Zed? Ah, that's a that's a hard sell, man. It, like he's actually very scary, and he knows how to do the the jump shots probably better than I do, but. I don't think I have enough skill to take out Zed. Um, hmm, okay, but so but I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it like past me if I run into him. I will take my stab if I get the opportunity. Um, but in order for me to get up there, I have to make sure that my DPSQ is up to that line. 
Um, uh-huh. And for, right now it's in like it's in plat, so I have to like bring it all the way up to diamond in order to even like meet his Smurf, which is pretty hard, honestly. Um, his Smurf is a diamond. Wow. Okay. His Smurf is a diamond. Like he's actually like either GM or Masters. Like he's scary. Meanwhile, I'm still down in silver and gold, but it's okay. I, it's just I a matter no... of getting your team together. Once you get your team yeah. together, then you could easily climb out. So I'm I'm waiting for. I think I'm the highest though, because all because most of my team is bronzers. Oh, okay. So it's just a matter of like map awareness and learning like certain yeah. things. And yeah, it's it's kind of hard because like, um, I was actually training the uh, I was training the tank player earlier today, like literally right before I hopped on, and he. He said like oh yeah is there anything that you do that you think about when you play reinhardt and i'm like i have like 50 billion things going on in my head <laughs> it's like <laughs> do do they have a reinhardt yes no it's like do they have a shield hero yes no is it broken yes no uh when was the last fire strike um <laughs> and like i'm just sitting there and i'm like i have a billion calculations but i'll just try to dumb it down so you know like this is what you need to focus on um and then some like dumb rollout things like being able to throw a fire strike at uh if you're on Hanamura, right? And you can stand in the far back of like the, the corner of the map and throw a fire strike at one second before the doors open, and it will get to the door and reach through the sliver of the door um at zero seconds, like once the little like space opens up. Um yeah, just small things like that. Like Believe it or not, Fire Strike is only one pixel wide. So if you line it up perfectly, you could like sneak it through random places. Um, yeah, that's just something that I picked up. I learned something new today. Yeah, so it's literally you could thread the needle with Fire Strike um, like down to the pixel if you really need to, um, which is why... Sometimes you just get hit by a fire strike at like the most random angle, and you're like, "Where did that come from?" And it's just because fire strike is only a pixel wide, but when it the hitbox detection is wider than that, so mm-hmm. it it's weird, but it's good uh, if you know how to use it. Shall we move to newsy things now? Yeah, we can go into the news. Okay, um, so just to start, th- this is a fun. Well, this is fun for us, not so fun for Repel. Um, so <laughs> the uh, the weekend started with all the players getting to Philly for the Battle of Brotherly Love for the Fusion homestand. And I'm getting ready to uh, just to look through Twitter one day, and then I see a tweet that says... Um, so Flame put, put up a tweet that says, a uh, drunk homeless woman just chased Rappel down the street in Philly, and I had a body block her so she couldn't catch him. Kid's just too handsome. And then Chipsa responds, welcome to Philly. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to Philly. I associate Philly with the Shazam movie and Rocky and cheesesteaks and... Uh, the Liberty Bell. Uh, yeah, the Liberty Bell and just... 1776, America. Yeah. America. This is exactly what it feels like to be Zenyatta when there's a Sombra in the game. Um, <laughs> he's just experiencing it IRL. It's just like, uh, if you, if, it's glad that uh, Flame was there to peel, but otherwise, you know, he, he probably would have died. <laughs> he probably, yeah. probably would have been chased down. Um, yeah. Is there, okay, so, so say you were in the league, like, what city would you really, really be down, like, really excited to go to a homestand at? And what city would you be terrified of visiting? Oh man, that that's tough. Um, if I were in the league, I think I would be cool with literally like anywhere because there's a lot of like cool places that I obviously don't get to experience all, yeah. that often. Um, I would like to see New York, but I also think that would probably be the scariest. Um, uh-huh. I don't know if San Francisco etiquette transfers over to New York etiquette. Uh, or if there's like a different, like, uh, if there's a car that needs to cross the street and you have another person who's across the street from you, who needs to cross the sidewalk, you both cross at the same time, um, and just leave the car to like deal with it. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Um, Okay. You can cross, you could cross the crosswalk as long as 
the thing is not a solid red hand. Uh, that's, that's another thing. Like, that's pretty much. That's uh, just California. Yeah, just California things. Um, yeah, I don't. I think that it's just like traffic wise as well. Uh, we we don't know if you're allowed to like weave through, like standstill traffic. I know that you can do that in SF. Like if there's no if if there's a stoplight and you need to cross the street and like everybody else is crossing at the crosswalk, you can kind of just like weave your way through. Uh, yeah, and that's totally I've doable. Done this. Yeah, I've yeah, done this. Yeah, so we we got to see if that applies to New York or are you gonna get like I don't know hit by every car is there even space because i heard that like taxis are like an inch away from each other uh, mm-hmm. so i heard you just yeah. gotta be aggressive you just have to like not care and just go for it and people yeah. respect the respect the get out of my way energy yeah so we'll see if that if that plays into other places but yeah i do think it would be interesting to to travel around and at least see the see the landscape um that's the one thing that I'm, I'm really excited about for at least the players. Like they get to experience other places. That's not just LA. Right. Um, mm-hmm. It's probably cool for them to, to see, you know, what does London look like? What does, uh, what does Paris look like? What does, you know, Florida look like? What's, you know? Um, yeah. I think, it, I think it's a, just a cool experience for them overall, but uh, I understand that it's that they can't, not every team is going to be at every homestand, but, um yeah yeah it'd be it'd be really interesting to see which ones uh certain players enjoy like going enjoy going to the most yeah i'm like i'm personally a really big anglophile so i would love to go see london or i'd love to go see paris because i love ratatouille Mm -hmm. um i'd also really like to to see new york just because i've heard the energy there is really really fun um i'd also be kind of scared to go to new york just because i've also heard the energy is very very aggressive um and la is aggressive but not the same kind of aggressive so i don't like it's kind of like you're saying like the la energy i'm not sure would translate completely to new york i've heard we're very similar in how um our cities are and our people behave but there's always going to be just the the little differences that is what makes it um what other what other city of mine i'd be terrified of going to I think Canada would be a lot of fun to go to. You, oh, you yeah. have both yeah, the Toronto, Toronto Defiant and the Vancouver Titans. So those are probably two places that I think I would have a lot of fun. Like just I I just want poutine, man. I haven't had oh, like authentic so poutine. That's Quebec. Uh, That's French. But we can we can probably get it up there. There's they know they're in the same country. <laughs> <laughs> There's gotta be some poutine places up there. There's exactly, poutine places like, in LA. There's gotta be some in Canada. Yeah. Uh I'd be terrified of Florida, actually. I'd be terrified to go to Florida. I yeah, but since we have the tales of Florida man, you know. Um mm-hmm. I had my subreddit. Florida man experience this weekend. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. Uh long story short, um someone said something like they wanted to leave Florida that I follow on um Twitter. Uh Florida man said, oh, you don't deserve the sunshine. Get out. She's like, I live in California. We get more sun than you. Um, I said, Florida man used uh, Devastate. It wasn't very effective. And then it eventually devolved into me being called a communist dirty immigrant that's just just dedicated to destroying the Constitution of America. So that's what happened over my weekend. Yeah. Uh have you even read the Constitution? You're kidding? No. <laughs> the, the, the comeback. Like, like uh, no, not not completely digging on Florida. I do have fl- friends in Florida. I have relatives in Florida. It'd be fun if there's time to like try all the great Cuban food and go to all the theme parks, but I doubt they have time to do that. Yeah. Also, gators. Gators are gators are kind of scary. Gators are scary, but I heard like gator meat is interesting. So oh yeah, might, it's pretty good. You know, yeah i've had it before there's a there's a place in la that that i know that serves it if you go to the grove there um the the farmer's market at the grove they have a place that does louisiana food and Mm. they have gator there also ucla the dining halls during mardi gras they serve gator Mm. it's it tastes like if you took the flavor of chicken and the texture of fish and you put them together that's gator Mm. It's chickeny fish, 
or fishy chicken. Either way. Gator, the real chicken of the sea. <laughs> it really is. Move out the way, tuna. <laughs> okay. So next on our, our news docket, um, this is something that we've talked about that's come up for the community before. The idea of separating a queue time for um, main tanks and off tanks. Uh, the reason being was they're, they're just played so differently. Um, the idea is maybe that would lessen queue time or that's one of the other things that people are saying. Uh, Jeff weighed in on this. Papa Jeff coming back into the forum to address our concerns. Um, this is what his response was. It's an interesting suggestion, but the more buckets we add, the slower matchmaking will be. Overall, we want to reduce queue times, not impact them further. Hope this makes sense. Uh, so sadly, we're just going to have to uh, to double tank this queue from now on. Um, hopefully there's a solution coming that can lessen our wait times. Um, hopefully double shield's not just going to be the thing forever. It, and like looking at the league right now, if people are going to copy the meta, it's not really that much of an issue because now all you see is Ryan Diva. Not as much as the the double shield Rhinorisa. Mm-hmm. Um, I do agree that it creating more buckets does make the queue time longer. Um, because what would happen is like people who play main tank usually can play off tank as well. But yeah, usually people who just want off tank are just DPS players. Um, so They're I DPS don't players who want more health. Yeah, who want slightly more health. So that's how that's how I see it at least. Um, but yeah, it would just create another like thing. It, it, it limits how much we could actually play on the tank role. Um, but we do understand that like, yeah. And then it also puts certain heroes in a gray area. It's like, uh, mm-hmm. what about, what about, uh, like Hammond? Hammond could technically play it as an off tank. It doesn't have to be a main tank. Yeah. Um, different then, people use Sigma for different uses. Like I've seen Sigma as a main tank. I've used him as a main tank. And then people think he's strictly an off tank. Yeah, so there's a lot of you know gray area for for tanks at least, um, and yeah, I feel like we're in a very healthy spot in the meta right now. Anyways, um, right now the meta right now is still like Ryan Diva, just because Diva has mobility and Ryan has the largest shield. Yeah, so you can use both of those. Um, but I have seen other things. We were, we're actually testing uh, some kind of weird team compositions like we've been doing the um <laughs> we've been doing you know once again the full dive where it's like winston diva but we've been doing uh arissa reinhardt where literally like the first second that you get into the game you want to use halt in order to pull them up and then you throw a fire strike and you hit five and so you have your your reinhardt essentially is halfway to shatter by like the first second of the, of the game wow uh, it's it's a lot of like random things like that. You could do the same thing with like Diva or help out with um like rockets from Farah if you time it properly. Um but yeah, we've been using that to help our main tank get get his ult quicker. Um and then just run into them that way. Um But yeah, and then you have you can go Zarya, whatever. Like Zarya's solid too in the place that she's at, so once again, it always depends on the map. the The hero balance right now is is pretty pretty nice. I think Zarya is the one tank I cannot play. No matter how many times I've tried to learn Zarya, I just I can't do it. Yeah, it, you have to have a very specific mindset when going into playing Zarya. Um, you have to think about it as when you have bubble, you're the tank. You want to take the damage, but when you bubble someone else there's only like two reasons why to bubble somebody. One is to like save their life, obviously. Um, the other one is because you know that they're just going to get hit. Um, so for example, if you're in like a dive map, like let's say it's horizon um, and your entire team is playing on that upper, like right side near space. Um, if somebody gets isolated, you, you bubble them for a little bit so that you get the energy, but you don't want to bubble them immediately. Because if you bubble them immediately, the other team would just be like, oh, okay, we could just let off the throttle for a little bit. You want to bubble them when they're like half HP. Because that way they're they're committed to getting the kill. 
it's kind of it's kind of weird like that like if you think about it that way where it's you think that the enemy team wants to get that kill right like if you see something like below half yeah the entire team is going to focus it right you're going to pounce on it so if you wait till they're like half hp it's kind of cruel but like you wait till your teammate is half hp and then bubble them they're going to chase regardless they're going to be like okay we have to get the skill now um but if they let them go then it gives them the potential to just be healed up and turn turn the fight so Mm -hmm. um yeah saving bubble till later or saving it also to know that you can block something um it is is good it's always it's always good to use it with your reinhardt if he's gonna charge in bubble him during the charge not after um because if he if he's bubbled during the charge he can't get uh stopped by like sleep dart or any like flashbang doesn't doesn't work on that so yeah bubble him during the uh during the pin um it'll, it'll keep him alive just Kevin's bucket of tips right here. Uh, Look at us. Yeah. We're not even on the team and we're already getting coached. Yeah, it, it's just I've been doing this pretty much like all day. I've started at like seven ish and I've been just watching a lot of gameplay from these guys. And, you know, I'm just giving giving tips here and there. Uh, 7 p.m., not an a.m. <laughs> yeah, it's a p.m. Uh, okay. I had a, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they have class too. I, I respect their time. Uh, but yeah, when it comes down to learning main and off tank, there's always like different ways of thinking. I feel like if I were to draw like a flow chart of like everything that's going on in my head, uh, people would be like, oh God, what, why? <laughs> like, why is this here? Um, Just chaos. It's literally like, if you've seen that, I think it's uh, always sunny picture of where oh, yeah. it's just like the drawing board with like pins and, string yeah, was everywhere. The, uh, yeah yeah that the conspiracy theory look in his yeah, face yeah that that's me whenever i play reinhardt against somebody who's higher rank than me it's just like they, they they have shatter so if i drop shield for half a second they might go for it if i look the opposite direction they might shatter um so yeah it's just <laughs> it's like they do they have it yes no do they what how many times did they land fire strike how many times did they swing like you're just freaking out the whole game um and then your team's got your back and as long as you have that you're 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 pretty pretty okay so for now the verdict is we really don't need the the off tank q spot we're we're fine as we are currently yeah i i feel like if we were to we we need to expand the tank and the support roster before we create more like dividers in it yeah um, like let's say if if overwatch gets to like 60 heroes or something like that and we balance out the tanks like there's 20 tanks uh 20 dps and then like 20 healers or something like that you can easily just be like okay this is what we're doing like you can break tanks and off tanks into 10 10 and then you know 10 10 and 10 10 um which is the way how you can figure out the game that way it's gonna be a while before we get to that point though so we exactly. have time. Well, we'll see if they roll yeah. it out for like Overwatch Two. Obviously, they're hinting at a lot of heroes to come. But yeah. if we don't get them, like we will get them for Overwatch Two. But if we don't get them before that, we don't know how big the actual roster is. Um, so we won't have time to experiment. It'll, it'll be interesting. You know the hero that I keep forgetting that they promised to release, Malga. Yeah, Malga. Uh, yeah. I keep forgetting that he was like he's one that they promised us. They, I don't know. If they scrapped him. I don't. I don't think they would. I don't think they scrapped um, him. They said because originally he was supposed to have Sigma's kit, but they didn't feel like it fit his character, so they like shelved him. But he's still coming yeah. out eventually. Yeah, I feel just like have to like find an appropriate kit for him. Yeah, I feel like he'd be like a less mobile diva, but like you know, have like Gatling damage. I mean. The worst thing would be like if his output damage gave him like percentage shield or something like hmm. that. Yeah. That would be that'd be kind of weird because like if he just keeps mowing people down, he just survives the entire game. It's uh, like you put Doomfist and Bastion together essentially. Yeah, and gave him like 400 HP or something like that. Oh god. <laughs> that Broken sounds scary. Let's let's not give him any ideas. It's time for another China story. Yay. Um, 
So, coronavirus. It's a thing that's been going around now. Um, the Chinese teams have had to move to Korea in order to avoid the coronavirus that's been going around in their homeland right now. Um, and thus, the homestands that were originally scheduled to be in China have been canceled uh, just to make sure that everyone's safe. They're not sure when they're going to have homestands in China again. Um, but in order to kind of still give these teams the homestand experience, they're going to be able to hold homestand matches in Korea. They're going to be held in Seoul. So essentially what we wanted with the regional homestand thing is going to actually be taking place. Uh, so I, I guess we'll get a chance to compare how those might run as opposed to having how the league is right now where it's just full-blown homestands. Yeah, the, the whole idea of going to Korea is just because it's right now at least it's somewhat safe. Um, and yeah, the, we have that literal test case of a regional homestand. Um, where literally the all, the whole entirety of is it Pacific West East Pacific East Pacific East yeah the Pacific East is all like in one spot and it should be a lot easier for teams to practice against each other get ready and consider that their homestand. Um, so also, yeah, uh, a little bit easier for the fans too. You can see all these games in one place. Yeah, and it's in Korea of all places. You know that you're yep. gonna have fans for sure. Um, Oh, yeah. People love the league. Um, and I also think the important part of that is um, like a lot of the players who are kind of big on the on the scene are either from China or have like experience in how can I describe it? Contenders. They they got their way to there through contenders and contenders was played in Korea. So mm-hmm. like most of the Chinese scene and the Korean scene is all located there so they're definitely gonna have a lot of fans showing up hopefully they can actually depending on how this fire the coronavirus goes um i've said before based on some scientific estimates it's going to be a year before there's a commercially viable um vaccine for it although i read today that there's a a san diego company claiming that they have a ready vaccine which i am very skeptical of um but However unlikely it may seem, I really hope that before the end of the season, they do get a chance to play at home for their home crowds. Like how, how disappointing must it be to be one of their fans right now and like you bought your ticket, you're ready to go, and then boom, coronavirus. Yeah, it, it's a little disappointing, especially for the home fans who wanted to see their teams play. Um, yeah, and obviously I would like to see them go back and play in there. Um but we'll we'll see how that turns out. I I hope it does because I I, w- I want to see the uh want to see the area. I want to see the fans and how they respond to everyone playing there. All right. Wow. This is actually a relatively short news section for us. We're already on our last story of the week. Um. So the the big thing this week, which if you've been on the internet at all, uh, today, which is is Monday. Um, you'll have seen everyone's going crazy because we have a Diablo anime and an Overwatch cartoon or anime that are, I guess, in the works. The, the, the way that people found this out is so, it's really bonkers to me because uh, normally like the way you find out these things is through leaks or through press releases, right? Mm-hmm. The, the way people found out about this is that Nick Van Dyke, who's the president of film and TV in Blizzard, updated his LinkedIn resume to say, executive producer of Diablo, a TV adaptation of Blizzard Entertainment's IP, rendered in anime style. The show is currently in pre-production for distribution worldwide through Netflix. And then another one, well, he, there's also a Call of Duty cinematic and television universe coming. And then, and then the big one, with my creative partner, developed and sold an animated series based on Blizzard's Overwatch franchise. And, and then my guess is that we're still not going to get any Zen lore. Like, they're just going to skip Zen. 
Yeah. Or it comes in like a spin-off of this animated series. It's just like Probably. he gets a he gets a 20 minute uh OVA, like a side thing. It's like Zen school days. And <laughs> we just get that off to the side. It's non yeah. it's non-canonic. It it's, it has nothing to do with the actual story. Uh but yeah, he just chills there. So this is this is where we put on our tinfoil hats and speculate away. Um, mm. What what do you think for animation style of this? Like we know that the Diablo is going to be anime style. They haven't said anything about the style of the Overwatch show. Now, do you think it's more likely that we get kind of a more two D animated show like Diablo that's going to be anime, or we do you think it'd be more likely that we're going to get like a fully rendered uh, 3D Overwatch that looks like the cinematics. And with all that being said, what would you rather see? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge weeb. So I like 2D animation in the style that it's, it's done like naturally in anime. But my question is, if they go with the anime route, there's a lot of different studios who have a very specific style when it comes to animating action. Um, I can put on the anime hat here if I don't, I don't want to go like super hardcore weave, but uh, I might have to, uh, I might have to in order to actually get my point (laughs) across. Uh, So um, what, what do you think about it? Uh, Matt, I'll, I got to pull up my list so I could at least Uh uh, reference to something, Um, but I love anime. Uh, Although I, I personally think it'd be a lot easier for them to get more content out more quickly if they just go the anime route. I would love to see a fully rendered look in like the cinematics Overwatch series. I don't think that's very likely going to happen just because of all the work that's involved, how long it would take. I think we're more likely going to get a 2D animated thing, whether or not it's anime or ju- or like more American style cartoons remains to be seen. Um, but I think that's what they're going to take. Yeah, I do agree that it should be like 2D. I feel like it's going to be less um, like the game. If they wanted, if they essentially wanted to do it like the game, they would have just released more cinematics, right? Yeah. Um, and Maybe. I feel like the cinematics are special because they, we only get them a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just feel like it's it's special because we get them very scarcely. Um and each one kind of focuses on a specific hero. Yeah. Um, so that's the reason why I think that would be as is. Um, all right. At anime hat time, I guess. Uh, like, if we were to go with an action kind of style anime, like, if you went with the Fate series, everything is done by Ufotable, who did Demon Slayer. Um that would be way over the top. I don't think that obviously the budget has to be like blown out of the water because that's uh-huh. affordable. Um, but yeah, that'd be really insane, but it, that that's a lot of money. I would say like studio bones would probably be a cool one that they do like uh full metal alchemist brotherhood and, um, or wits who do uh attack on Titan. I feel like that kind of style would fit overwatch a little bit more. Um, we had that one cinematic for Doomfist. Um, I don't know which studio was behind that, but that was pretty cool. It was um, more of a storyboard was... kind of thing, like a vignette, I feel. Yeah, it it was not necessarily like a full short, but it talked about like, you know how like Tracer literally got ripped out of existence? Yeah, like, that was fun to see. Yeah, like that whole thing I feel like is is intense and that would be something that I would, I would like to see, but... Um, yeah, if they did I feel like if they went towards that style, it's more of like old school Teen Titans, and that probably would be a lot of fun to watch. Um Oh, I I would watch that in a heartbeat. Yeah, it has that same style that Fooly Cooly had. Um and that that kind of humor and like fast paced action um would really it gives you that fifty fifty. You get the action of like them fighting like Talon or something like that. But you also get like the story and lore that you would have wanted um, from, you know, like a full on Overwatch cinematic, essentially. Like they could build a whole story about like, you know, how Overwatch is getting back into the rhythm or 
getting back into yeah. their groove, the training and all that stuff. Um, yeah, that would have been really cool to see. Um, play out what if we got way. it from, from studio ghibli ghibli would be a lot of just like soft colors i think <laughs> it would it would be nice the one that i would like this is just me like going freaking insane but like if studio trigger got their hands on it those guys are the guys who are behind um like kill a kill uh-huh. and like a whole bunch of just the way how they do action um would be insane uh like the most recent one is like Darling and the Franks. Uh, they had Promare, which was earlier this year. Um, I would I would think that Studio Trigger would have a have a blast messing with the Overwatch universe. Um, but as long as they don't like fall into their same groove, where it's just like, all right, our enemies are now our friends. We got to fight something in space now. <laughs> um, that's literally every <laughs> like Trigger animation. It's like. I want to kill the person who's at the top and then they get to them and they're like, wait, I'm related to you or wait, we're on the same team now. And there's somebody bigger in space who's even worse than us. So we got to fight that. Uh, <laughs> and then they fight in space and that's how the series ends a hundred percent of the time S- space fights. Um, I mean, uh, you just it's already written man they meet up at gibraltar right they meet at watchpoint gibraltar they go they fight talon in rialto and then they realize wait the real enemy is on horizon lunar colony and so they have to go there and then all of them go to horizon and fight the true bad guy who is uh i don't know jeff from the Overwatch real enemy group. was winston all along yeah it was it was winston and hammond plotting the entire time to get overwatch and talon away from earth (laughs) just put them in space content wise what would you want to see out of this show like i'm thinking there there's three possible routes that i can see right now one is like pre-game overwatch where we're, we're going through the early history of the show um although we already have a lot of lore of that already uh two is like what happens during the game so like more more kind of continuing the vignettes of what we have right now of the shorts, just like what everyone's doing as Winston's like pushing the button and getting people together and then like leading up to Overwatch 2 when they finally start to get together. And then the the third thing I could think they, they could do is like essentially just expand upon where Overwatch 2 is going with the story, like do, doing the, the future of the the newly reborn Overwatch. Yeah, I totally agree. It depends on which one they want to follow. And I also think that that will be determined by when Overwatch 2 comes out. So let's say if Overwatch 2 is not released before the show happens, um, I think that what they'll do is they'll do what's happening during Overwatch, like what everybody else is doing kind of on their own. It'll be kind of a little vignette story kind you know once again kind of like what they have for like the comics um or what they have for the cinematic like announcements for each of the new characters um i think that would probably be what we would get but if it's after overwatch 2 i think it would be like little missions that they do individually or like as a small group um going out and you know protecting something from an omnic attack or um like solving small problems like if it was that way i would like to see it structured the same way as like teen titans once again where there's like one episode which is like super heavy on the on the plot like there's a lot of stuff that you learn um like plot wise and then there's just like one goofy one where it's like tracer goes to france where she has to like or she goes to Paris and has to deliver bread or something like that because a place like lost their scooter um, or like, yeah, there's like one super hard mission where they fight Talon and then another one where it's like uh, like the Christmas one where it's like Tracer's trying to get home in time for Christmas and get yeah. a gift like that kind of balance would be a lot of fun. Um, but we. I honestly think that it depends on when when the cartoon comes in terms of Overwatch 2. If Overwatch 2 is 
out. We'll do a lot of smaller missions, like side things. But I think if it comes before, it's going to be things that are leading up to Overwatch 2. So that way, when Overwatch 2 drops and they have their story missions, you kind of understand like, okay, this is what's happened before. This is why everybody was separated. Uh, This is what it took to get everybody back together. Um, It's not just, you know, monkey press button, everybody hangs out cool. Uh, It's like, how long how long did it take brig and ryan to get there did they walk did they you know like was there other things that happened along the way um we kind of want to just charge and shield bash all the way there yeah it's like no cooldowns uh sonic speed going all the way to the other side um yeah i i think it'd be really interesting to see when this is released um and i i think that's what's going to determine it I would I would kind of like to see a, an early Overwatch thing, like all the things leading up to, to the final conflict. I think like season one would end at the, the conflict between Morrison and Reyes, and then we get the explosion of Overwatch and the disintegration of the organization, although that very much runs the risk of of being disappointing, just because like we, we've had to fill in so much lore for ourselves as it stands because they're blizzard's not very generous with their lore right now um so what we imagine i think the fallout what leading up to it and leading up to this fallout of what overwatch is currently it it could very easily be very disappointing and that could kill the show before we get even a season two um yeah I, i i would i would like to see a pre overwatch show as long as they did it well. Yeah. I feel like it would be really cool to see more archive missions in that sense where like, we know what happened. What was the mission that caused the fallout between uh, Morrison and Reyes? It was essentially that the retribution one where they took, uh, you know, we had Reaper Genji McCree and Moira uh, when they, when they killed that guy in Rialto. Um, that was kind of the downfall and like the the moment that they both got at each other's necks but mm. i would like to see like where did where was uprising like when did uprising happen where did sojourn go right like right. where like all that stuff it'd be a lot of fun to see like the early missions of overwatch like um what was the first omni crisis they officially helped on and all that stuff mm-hmm. um that would be a cool thing it's like if they if they were to do more than one season of it, that would be a cool way to just be like, it ends right as you know, the whole conflict and the, the final episode is literally Reyes versus Morrison and how the whole overwatch building collapsed. Um, and then we, you do what they do in the anime, you roll the credits and then at the end, you you realize the aftermath and then you just see Winston at watch point Gibraltar before he's about to press the button. Right? You really yeah. link the whole thing back to the recall short so that people are like, oh, okay, so this is why like he he pressed the button. Like there's so much stuff that happened before that led up to this point. Oh, I wonder I wonder when they're going to officially release the date. And also like, I'm just still baffled that people found this out through LinkedIn. Like who, who is skulking Nick Van Dyke's LinkedIn profile for juicy tidbits of information like this, unless it was a leak. And then this is just how they decided to leak it. Yeah. It's either that or like somebody really wants a job at blizzard. And they're just like, you know what? If I just, if I just DM, uh, the president of Activision, maybe he'll give me a job. And then he's just like, oh, I stumbled across something crazy. Um, the one thing that I'm really afraid for this um, is will it turn into something that was kind of like Warcraft the movie? Mm. Uh, that did not do yeah. well, over at least over here. Um, it did okay overseas, but I heard it did well in China. Yeah, exactly. So it did well there, but it's not necessarily like great over here. I just hope that 
whatever they do decide to go for for the cartoon or the short series um it it delivers on what what they want um and yeah i'm just excited to start seeing like art um i don't know if they're going to be doing all the art and animation themselves um and if they do are we going to get like an expanded like just imagine if like they build their own uh blizzard like series cinematic and then like the last one at the very end they just clap them all together and say oh we fixed hero the heroes of the storm here you go guys and then they re-release Heroes of the Storm and give us a Heroes of the Storm anime. That would be, that would be insane. They expanded Blizzard cinematic universe. Yeah, it's like the MCU, but anime form. And video games. Do you think, like overall, do you think that this is going to be a good thing for Overwatch or is it going to be a bad thing for Overwatch? Um, I think it would be good if it stays like lore correct i guess uh i feel like it'd be good if they keep giving us more stuff to look forward to rather than rehashing the same stuff that they've given us um like if there's more that adds to the story there will be people who will watch it just so we understand like we get all of our facts straight um and all that compared to like if it's a show that literally redoes the cinematics or redoes the comics, we're just gonna be like, okay, yeah, we kind of knew this already. Like we don't need we don't need to watch it. Um, but yeah, I, I think it I think it's gonna be a good opportunity for Overwatch. If if anything, it gives us some other form of content uh, to digest, and it's not just a comic or a cinematic that we get like once a year. Yeah. If anything, what they can do is they can like release new skins per episode, and then like that's an incentive for people to play that week. Is play the do your nine matches for this week, and you get this skin. That'd be a really creative way of like getting people to play. It's just like if you the episode has like a thing at the very end. It's like get this skin this week, and you're like, oh, okay, uh, and then you get to see you know what they look like with said skin on. Um, yeah in the episode like let's say if it's like an epic uh like one for i don't know like anna or something like that like she has like a really cool like stealth mission uh that she goes on and she's wearing like this specific uh get up or costume and then it's just like earn it here and you'll yeah. be like oh yeah of course yeah, well you're you're gonna want it just so you can have that that feel that you're doing it correctly Anything else we want to do for the news section this week? Um, there's not a lot of news going on for Overwatch. Um, I've I've been keeping my eye on all of the other like games and stuff that's been going on, but um, nothing too crazy in the Overwatch world. Um, yeah, I just hope that we get a lot of a lot more content out of. You know, the Overwatch cartoon is something that I'm very looking forward to um, because I want to just see what it looks like now that they've mentioned it. Because a long time ago, I believe there was a an interview where they were saying that they wanted Overwatch to be a movie first before it became a game. So seeing this now, the Overwatch is now a game and people love the game. So now it's getting an adaptation or like a like a movie right um that's kind of what they wanted to do initially it's i forgot where in it but that was the initial goal it was overwatch was supposed to be a movie or a series before becoming a game so that they could hype up the game um but now the game's hyped up enough as is and then maybe flipping it over to the other side um so that they could keep the story going I also feel like that's a good way for us to forget that we're not getting a lot of content for Overwatch 1. Um, if you gave us like the animated series and said like, you know, we're this is what we've been working on to make sure that our lore is correct. Uh, we'll work on the gameplay aspect of it when we get to it. Um, 
And if it leads up to Overwatch 2, I'm down to down to see that. Well, hopefully their timetables allow all this to like coincide so we're not just kind of waiting around just begging for new content before Overwatch 2 comes out. Because I think, like I said before, that's my biggest worry for the community while we're waiting is that they don't give us enough to, to tide us over. So hopefully this comes out relatively soon. Otherwise, the attention span of the internet might just go pop. Yeah, we have short attention spans. We just want SR and uh, to pop off in our games. So Blizzard, if you are going to tease us with something like a cartoon, uh, give us a release date uh, as soon as you can and give us some screenshots so we can be hyped or, you know, really hyped about it. All right, I guess that does it for the news section this week. Uh, tune in to our gameplay section where we're going to be looking into the Battle of Brotherly Love if you haven't looked at it already or listened to it already. Um, aside from that, we'll cast again next week and we'll talk about the homestand of the Washington Justice in Washington, D.C. Yep, we'll see you then. Next week, we cover the games for the Washington Justice homestand. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all social media at Believe in OWL. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.